Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Padilla in the Know. We have the lovely Natalie Thomas from Nat's Next Adventure with us. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. So for those of you who don't know, Natalie and I used to work together a long time ago on on Hallmark's Home and Family. And at, for like a minute, you were my boss. I was, and it was a great minute. Yeah. Now I'm in charge. <laughs> she was. She was. I like to tell the story. She was my assistant. I hired her as my assistant. I realized how phenomenal and talented and amazing she is. And while she was the best assistant I've ever had, I knew that for her career trajectory, she should not be there. So I not the place, but I promoted her within like three weeks, which is unprecedented, I think, to a producer, and then she rides through the ranks that way. And I never found as good of an assistant as she is, but. Aww. Um, we've been lifelong friends. Yeah. So anyway, it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, maybe for some of the viewers who are new to Nat's Next Adventure, can you tell us a little bit about your history and your background and also what you're up to? So my background is in mostly publishing. I was in book publishing and magazine publishing for the bulk of my career. And then I went into TV where I met Amy. Uh, and so I've always loved telling a story and interviewing people and finding the latest and greatest and sharing it with an audience. And that all kind of came to fruition when I was at home with my daughter and not wanting to go back 24-7 to those careers, but still wanting to do those elements of things I love. So I started freelance writing, which has always been a passion of mine. And I started a Tumblr to house those those articles, to archive them. And I was at home with my daughter and needing the creative outlet, much more creative. So I was starting to cook for the first time in the kitchen and I was delving into children's fashion and photographing that and talking about that and sharing little snippets of ridiculous conversations my husband and I were having as parent new parents. And I started to share those on that Tumblr and then just my, I thought my mom was reading it, then friends were reading it, and then it finally started to catch on a little bit. So I thought, maybe there's something here. I launched it into its own website about almost four, four and a half years ago. And Nat's Next Adventure was born. And it was based on the choose your own adventure books as a kid that were my favorite. And so the hook is, is that while it's a lifestyle blog and we talk about fashion and food and kids, um, every once in a while I'll do a choose my own adventure. So my readers and my followers can choose what trip I go on, how I decorate something in my home, what party I plan, what I wear to an event. And it's a really fun, interactive experiment where everyone gets to be part of the process. And I do a lot of it now in real time on Instagram because that's where we all are. Um, so there's not as much done in the blog anymore with that. It's done kind of, you know, on a daily in, in and I love that poll button because I started that way back when five years ago and I had to build a widget into my site and now Instagram has made it so easy for me where there's an actual poll button and it's far less work. Um, and everyone just, it's so easy for everyone to just, you know, choose their opinion, choose their, their vote. So yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been blogging, it. I've been writing the crux of, of not only is the fun aspect the interactive thing. But really what I found kind of my bread and butter is that six years ago when I had my daughter, I talked about not liking being pregnant when like every other woman was like, I'm a child and I'm glowing and there's butterflies <laughs> flying through the air. And I was like, that's not me. That's not, that's not my experience. I can't relate to that. So I talked about that when really not that many people were. I yeah. talked about uh, my struggles with nursing when not many people were. And it's yep. so taboo. I talked about my miscarriage when not many people were. So I've had a lot of, thankfully, a lot of people um, find me that way and, and feel yep. that I'm kind of... like often hear that I took the words right out of my, their mouth or that I make them feel less alone. So that's really been, I feel like my true calling in my career um, is that I'm now talking about my daughter's struggles with anxiety and my own as well. So talking about the real stuff that people can really relate to and the real life issues, it's fun to talk about fun earrings. Um, but we also need some meat and some weight in there. Yeah. And that's what really resonates with people. Totally. And I think that 
you know, I also want everyone to know about your next project because I'm super excited about it for you and I feel like everyone can really benefit from it. Um, for those of you who don't know, Nale has an amazing background. She started in book publishing. She was a magazine editor before she moved into production. So she really has a keen eye for brands and how to integrate with them. And she's now sharing some of that knowledge through your consulting venture. Yes. So thank you very much. Yes. It's very nice. I have, you know, as we all have, I'm sure, with our varied backgrounds and, and I've, I've been in a lot of different areas within this business. And I've learned a lot of different facets the hard way, trial and error, massive learning curves. And I've been able to glean a lot of, you know, takeaways and advice and wisdom from all of that. And so about two years ago, I was finding that I, again, I'm the kind of person who have the more balls in the air, the better. I work better when I like have a lot of things to excite me and to work on and sink my teeth into than if I have not much going on. So I was doing my own thing and I was loving it. It was going well, but I felt like I really wanted to help others with what I had learned. And I didn't really want to necessarily do a webinar and I didn't really, you know, want to write a book, a whole book on that. I want to do my own, um, my own project for Bookwise. We'll talk about that another time. Um, but I really did want to help others. And I was chatting with a friend one day and I, this is one of my best pieces of advice is to like, I tend to keep everything inside, not emotions and feelings. I talk about I write about those, but like my goals and my dreams. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because it's scary or because I don't want to put it out there if it doesn't for fear of failure. But the more you talk about kind of where you want to go in life and your yeah. goals and your dreams with others, it's so beneficial because several times now, that's what brought me to home and family. Yeah. That's what's gotten me started consulting. It's because I'm out with drinks with a friend who, and all of our friends are so eclectic and varied and accomplished yeah. and know tons of people. And yeah. so I just said, you know, this is kind of what I'm, where I'm at and I want to help other women in particular. And I really think I could be good at that, sharing the wealth, mm -hmm. you know, the wisdom and the wealth that I've learned. And so she was like, ah, I have this woman. She's, you know, she started her own Pilates place. They're based in California, but she also has one in, in New York. She's amazing. You would love her. You guys would click. She's a, a mom boss and, and a hustler. And she said she really needs help with her social. And I said, let me meet her. So we met. Her name is Amy Jordan. She runs Wounded Bar Pilates. She's fantastic. You should definitely go give her a follow. Uh, and we chatted and she was like, yes, you're what I've been needing in my life. And I was like, you're what I've been needing in mine. I want to, I want to, you know, spread the wealth. Yeah. And so we started working together and for a year, I signed on for a year and I had a retainer and I was, um, helping her. I've transformed her entire socials. She'll be the first one to say that's just what, I mean, she's a killer fitness instructor. She was killing it in the game Pilates wise, but understandably that doesn't relate to, that doesn't translate to branding yeah. or to social. And so she needed help with that. We all need help in different areas. I just went to a Pinterest course and an SEO because I'm terrible at that. Yeah. Um, but I taught my own Instagram and social and branding course this week. So we're all yeah. just, we all need help in certain areas. Totally. And I do feel like it's something, I think it's slightly our generation and our age too. So we are both in the well, Nellie just turned 40. I'm turning 40 in October. But I think we still come from that generation where you don't voice that stuff and yeah. you don't talk about your goals and your dreams and what you're working on because it, for a long time, was read as arrogant. And Absolutely. so now Absolutely. things have shifted gears and have changed. And, you know, thank goodness for Instagram and whatnot and bringing people into your life and to your community that maybe would never have found you otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that you are able to be more open and talk about what you hope for and talk about what you want. And even if that dream is never realized, it's not shameful to put it out no, there. No, absolutely not. If anything, I respect it more. Like, go yeah. for you. Way to, mm -hmm. way to go get it. Way to put it out there and yeah. hustle for it. And, like, maybe that doesn't work out, but it leads you to something else or totally. another person or that kind totally. of thing. Absolutely. So, I think... Um, can you do me a favor? Of so course. my questions are on Natalie's phone. We're just on the fly, guys. Yeah. On the fly. Sorry about going, that. Sorry about that. this week. Yes. Okay. Alt Summit is a busy place. Um, okay. So I feel like when you're starting any, th any new thing in life, there's a lot of trial and error, right? And 
what are some and tips? fear. Yeah, and fear. What are some tips that you can give people who are interested in growing their feed, growing their community online? Like, what have you found that's been super effective for you and moving the needle, not just in gaining new followers, but getting authentic engagement? Yeah, I think number one, I mean, you're going to hear it all the time, authenticity, whatever, everyone's like, yeah, 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 but it's true. I mean, you know, I can do a post and I still have to remind myself, you know, I'll do a post where I'm like, come check out my blog post, you know, caption wise on Instagram and it it falls flat, of course, because it's just noise, you know, so it needs to be something that really, even if you're giving a little bit away that's actually in the post where you're really saying something, use those, use that post, use that caption worthwhile, you know, like make, Mm -hmm. make it really intentional and say something. Don't just, don't just say something, really say something, you know, say today was tough for me. I was struggling because X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I tend to do a lot. I like a visually pretty feed. I like the photos to be clean and cohesive. And that's just for me. I want to be able to show brands. especially. No, but I think that's for everyone. And that's something that we teach a lot at Padilla is a visual signature and how important that is. And brands are looking for that. Brands want to know that people are stopping to look at your pictures. And if you visually brand yourself and there's thought and purpose and intention behind your color scheme and behind your composition and behind all of that, you will stop and look at it. Your eye wants to see that. And brands want to partner with people who are A, putting that kind of effort in, but also that are going to get a response mm-hmm, and you're not mm-hmm, just going to keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. So I not only it, is it just like, I like it and it's pretty, but I think it actually is really important and weighted. Right. True. I think that if you're looking to work with brands, if you're just looking to connect with people, you can post your selfie you can post your dark thing your Mm -hmm. kids on the beach whatever um, if that's your main goal if you are looking to work with brands you need to be able to show them that's your calling card that's your portfolio they're going to click on you right away and be like yes or no and click right back off you Mm -hmm. know they're not going to wait to be like let me send you my media kit and let me show you what I have here like they're going to go to Instagram and they're going to see whether they want to or not and so if you can present a really clear strong compelling feed that's nine times out of ten how I've gotten brand deals is because they go to my feed and they see what they like and they're like yes I like what you did with you know Oxotat or I like what you did with Avino. Like that's a yep. clear, strong, quality photo um, that positions us in a great light, and they're wanting yeah. to work with them. So it's and a twofold. thoughtful caption, absolutely. Yeah. Thought- where it's not just like buy this product. It's like, listen, my Scott, my son has eczema, yep. and it's been a problem. And so, I, and truly, that's the other thing is you personally. I only work with brands, and I know a lot of people say this too, but you don't necessarily see it translate. I turn down brands nine times out of 10 because, and maybe I'm not, I'm definitely not the one who's making the most money on Instagram by far, but I'm in the long game. Yeah. And that my, my reputation and, and how others perceive me matters a lot to me. And I don't want to be selling them something that I don't truly believe in that I haven't used for years that I can't stand by. I don't, I would, my audience matters more to me than a dollar. But I think that's a really poignant part because at some point Instagram is going to be eclipsed by whatever Mm -hmm. the next platform is and it's going to go away a little bit. And so if your whole game is that you're for sale to the highest dollar and it's all about the number of likes, how is that going to translate to the next platform? Because you don't have a real following at mm-hmm. that point. You don't mm-hmm. have a community that's interested in you. You're really more like a marketplace. Right. And people are just stopping by to see if there's something on sale that they want to get. Right. Right. So I think it's a really smart and intentional move on your part that you're building a community. Absolutely. You're building a voice and a platform. And that's a big difference mm-hmm. than just posting on Instagram to make a quick buck or posting on Instagram for the sake of posting or posting like a thousand bikini pics unless you're Which you will never see me. <laughs> I can assure you that. Never say never, but I'll, I'll say never on that. Um, to go back to your original question quickly is that 
twofold. One, I'm so in my caption, I'm writing. I'm, I try to, not always, but I try to write something that's really meaningful and that you know goes along with. Yeah, it's a pretty image, but you're getting the behind the scenes backstory, yeah. being like, yeah, my my family looks cute here, but like my husband and I were yelling at each other right before this was taken, and my daughter was throwing herself to the ground, and um, because that's relatable, and that's I can't relate to a woman who's like, you know, in pearls and heels in the kitchen with muffins in one hand and the baby other, and be like, I served this up, like you know, there wasn't one problem. Like I'm burning things in the kitchen. Like I am like I'm crying by the time my husband gets home because like. I can't do it all. Um, so that's what I, that's what resonates with me, and yeah. I know that that's what resonates with my audience. But then also, getting on stories has been a phenomenal tool for me as far yeah. as engagement. Like, there's only so much engagement, and now people aren't even scrolling through the feed. They're just going th- straight through the stories. Again, yeah. I do at night. I just it's like my reality TV show. I have yeah. it on pause on the TV. I never end up watching that. I'm watching my stories of people I've gotten to know, and yeah. my, now my real reality stars, like yeah. real reality, not. Not like a set up shot, not yeah. like a bed line, like legit yeah. real life. And so it's getting on stories and it's being you. It's getting on there with no hair and makeup done and not a cute outfit. It's getting on there and saying, giving them a behind the scenes, you know, of your day. Telling them what you're struggling with. Telling them what you succeeded at. Yeah. Asking them questions. I, the, but I, I feel like the way that you use stories is the best way to infuse reality into that perfectly curated, yes. perfectly manicured, yes. impossible to live up to standards mm-hmm. that Instagram puts before you. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are only putting their very curated, yeah. thought out, well-planned, face-tuned self Insta on. is not Insta. There's like, that's the biggest yeah. misconception is that like, my friends like, don't get it. They're like, oh, you don't just post right away and you don't just like throw whatever caption. I'm like, no, no, no. No one who's, who's killing it on Instagram, none of it is Insta. It is calculated. It is premeditated it's calendared it's calendared it's scheduled it's like it's it's thought out it's yes there's nothing insta about it but i think the balance with stories is it allows people to to get to see you the real you the one that i know you know like you're funny you have tough days you have fun days you are upset by what's happening in the news you're you know like you have a real opinion and you have a real life and you have all the real issues that the rest of us have you know and the same insecurities and all that yeah and if there's something really you know it drives me nuts when when there is something major going on in the world and someone's still posting about their cute outfit. It's just like, I understand people don't want to go there. They're seeing it everywhere, but it's like, we're all living this. We're all feeling, we're all feeling this. So like, even if you just address it briefly, like I know it's a tough day, you know, I'm here for you. I'm feeling for you. I'm here for you. I'm going through it too. Just to, you know, look, I just, you gotta, you gotta be transparent and you gotta yeah. be real and you gotta be in the moment. Totally. And one more small note, and we'll get to your next question is that I spend, sorry, old producer hat. I spend this line the majority be of my long. yeah. How much time do you guys have? <laughs> Stay with us. We're gonna get margaritas. Yeah. It's gonna the, we'll be here nighttime all day. will come. Um, <laughs> nighttime will come. Hello, it's nighttime. I'm here. <laughs> Just check back in a couple hours. We'll still be here. Um, I spend the majority of my day legitimately responding to DMs because that is what is important to me. I'm thankful yeah. that I get a lot of DMs because I've really developed this in, this community and we and I care about their lives just as much as they care about mine, maybe more. And I really genuinely do. I'm not saying that. Like I've gotten to know their names, I've gotten to know their kids' names, I've gotten to know their stories and and it and I check in on them. How are you doing with this or whatever? Sometimes it's hard because they get flooded and I forget and then they'll pop back up and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, about that 3 months ago." You know, but I genuinely care about them. They support me. I want to support them and I spend an inordinate amount of time communicating with them and it, it, it's time consuming yeah. but it's worth it to me and it's, yeah. it's also paid off yeah um so to shift we're shift gears a yes. little bit yeah. so i think a lot of people understand that brands are looking at the number of followers that you have and they 
there's a blanket term sort of thrown around called engagement and people aren't necessarily clear on what that is and that this magical combination of engagement plus numbers of followers that you have equals whether or not you're considered for a brand contract and if they're going to pay you and if so how much so would you help us pull back the curtain a little bit and explain how all of that kind of comes together yes absolutely i will say again you'll probably hear this a lot but it's it's really true is that it's not as much about numbers yeah it's way more about engagement that's what at least quality brands like if it's a flash in the pan like cheesy trendy not going to be there in a year yeah maybe they care about like a hundred thousand followers right but if it's a legitimate like an avino or a pampers or whatever it is that's in within your wheelhouse like a legitimate worthy brand that has been here for years and it's going to be here for years they care more about working with someone who has an authentic voice who has a demo that's within their demo who has a high engagement um, who's on brand with them who's a mother who's talking about motherhood issues like you know I'm not trying to get like you know a alcohol sponsorship on my page although mama likes her one um, but you know I'm not I'm not trying to do a um, a car dealership thing like I'm just that wouldn't be on brand for me and that's right. a lot of times where I am saying no and like for them it's not wise I don't know why they're even coming to me because it's like they need to find someone who has that lifestyle and is writing about those things and is posting those things yeah um, so really and I, this can I, I think, engagement you, you can have a, a thousand followers or ten thousand followers and get a great deal versus someone who has a hundred thousand followers because your engagement is way better there are people that are interacting with you that are commenting that are liking um, just what it is. And I would say from a community building place, it is important to take into consideration who you partner with. Absolutely. Because it's tough, especially in the beginning, because you need money and you're trying to get started sure. and you're trying to fund your business and you're trying to get all that up and off the ground. And it's really enticing to just say yes, 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 yes to everything that of comes course. your way. But I think thinking about it and crafting it and is this authentic? Does it make sense in my life? Do I really have something to do with it? You know, like how is this going to pay off in the long term? It's going to end up hurting this, in the long term if you just take anything. Right. And is it a relationship that I can build with a brand so that we can continue yes, to grow absolutely. together? Because tell us a little bit about building a relationship with a brand. So I know, again, I know this is talked about a lot and, and I actually tend to disagree. Everyone's like, don't work for free. It waters it down for all of us. And I get that to a certain extent. But if you are starting out, and you only have a couple hundred or a couple thousand followers, excuse me, <clears throat> and you really want to work this, with this brand and they are in line with your branding and it's, it's a great relationship. I, the first time, I worked for free a lot in the beginning. You know, not, maybe not a lot, but I worked with a few brands that I really liked once for product trade. Right. Because I really wanted to get on the radar because I really wanted to establish a relationship because I didn't have enough to offer them at that point. Yeah. And so I was willing and I spelled it out for them. I said, Hey, like, you know, I understand I don't have this big number. I don't yet. I know I will. Um, but I love you so much and I believe in you so much and I want to build a relationship that I'm willing to this time do it for trade, do it for product trade. Um, but then hopefully you'll be so happy with what I've done for you. And as I continue to grow, you can grow with me and we will establish, and I, then next time I need to talk about you know, proper compensation. Right. And most of them get that and they're appreciative that you're willing to do that. And like, if maybe then they can't. But I, I think that's the catch. Yeah. Is that you're setting it up from the get go. Yes. One time I'm willing to do it in trade so that we can get to know each other and we yes. can see how this goes and you can see if you're happy with me and I can see if I'm happy mm -hmm. with this product and it's fitting in with mm -hmm. my life and my brand and whatever. And then moving forward, we're going to talk yeah, about absolutely. proper compensation because I think 
what becomes the tricky situation is you start off being like, yeah, I'd be happy to do it for free because I'm trying to build this relationship. And then that becomes the expectation <laughs> because you didn't lay it out in the beginning. And then you feel awkward or you feel bad or yes. you feel pushy yes. or you're afraid you're going to ruin your relationship yes. with them. And, and they will take advantage. Why wouldn't they? Why yeah. wouldn't they take your, take it for free? So they right. will take advantage if you let them. Um, and not in a bad way, but just in a, like, why wouldn't you get it for right. free if you couldn't? I would. Yeah. Um, no one's going to be like, no, 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 let's pay, we'll pay you. Like if you're going to willing to do it for free. Uh, so yes, you have to establish that and you have to not be afraid to put your foot down. And obviously you're saying it professionally and politely, totally. but like they get it. They don't want to work for free either. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it, it definitely helps if you have, like if you've started already working with brands and you have something else to show them, you might not even have to do that. You might have to be like, yes, here's my rate card. Here's my rate sheet or, or like what is in your budget and we negotiate that thing. But if you have nothing to show for any brand or whatever, then yeah, you might need to do one or two yeah. or three, um, for trade and kill it. You know, and then be able to show that to them next time. This is what I did. This was what my engagement was with this. This is what the conversion rate was with this. And show them those stats and those analytics. And, yeah. but, you know, this is the other thing. I think that's so important is that, like, again, I'm, I'm, I struggle with this too. It's really hard to self-promote, but it's so important. And so call in those favors. Ask your friends and your family members, like, hey, I just did the sponsored post. It's really important to me. Can you go over if you have a minute today and leave a comment? You know, like a, a sincere comment. Can you like it? Can you share it? You know, ask for the, call in those favors at that point so you can get yeah. that engagement up for that post so you can then show them that later. Totally. And I think that's, it's kind of twofold here. So first off, I think coming to the brand with a clear idea that works for your, works for your brand, makes sense for them, seems to be aligned, seems in a good footprint with some options is a great place to go because you want to make sure that you're producing content that's going to work for your site mm -hmm. in addition to working for them, mm -hmm. not just letting them own the creative no. and hold all the reins. That's why hopefully they're coming to you because they like your voice and yeah. your style and they want you to create something like, that's the other thing I say to them is I'm like, you know. You, sure, I'm happy to, but you need to send me the stuff and I'm going to shoot it for myself. Like, I don't want to yeah. just use their images. They, they could do that themselves. Right, exactly. And then I think the other end is making sure that you capture all of the engagement and you capture some of the comments that you're getting mm -hmm. and some of the back and forth that you're having with people who are engaged with this post. So then you can turn around and show them and be like, look, like this did so well with my audience. They Absolutely. totally loved it. They want more. They want to know if there's more colors. Are you doing another line in the fall? Like, Absolutely. whatever that is, because you need to put yourself in a position to keep the ball rolling. Sure. And I always, like, I follow up with them. You know, I'm like, thank you so much. That was so great. Here are the, you know, here are the analytics. You know, let's talk in a few months. I'd love to work with you again. And then I follow up. You know, I have it on my calendar or I see it in my email thing and I follow up and I say, hey, you know, couple months later, not like a week later, but like, you know, I saw that you have this new product line launch yeah. or what's going on and you know, what do you have coming out? Or, you know, I have Mother's Day's coming up and I'm planning X, Y, and Z. Like this would be a perfect opportunity and a fit for you guys. Yeah. Like, let me show you how and tell you why. So you have to be persistent and you have yeah. to be pitching. I mean, I pitch all the time. Like, yeah. I spend, you know, if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not DMing with my audience, I am pitching. Yeah. I am pitching all the time and with new brands and with brands that I've worked with. Yeah. And I think too, when you start to get into that flow with it, it makes it easier to pitch other brands, Yes, you know, and once you kind of get some of those engagement numbers together, it's really good to start putting that sort of stuff into your media kit. So like you could even do like a campaign at a glance sheet where it's like, you know, we posted with this brand, it got X number of followers. We had a ton of comments. Like it was so positive. It was so great and really help give the brand everything that mm -hmm. they need 
on a plate yes. for them so that they can you can close that deal. Make it make it hard for them to say no. Make it like yeah. a, a home run. Like absolutely, this girl is like you know yeah. delivering. Because you know, on the flip end, it's just like being a producer on a TV show absolutely. or an editor at a magazine, which we've both done. Mm -hmm. You are overwhelmed with stuff. Yes. You have so many emails, so many deadlines, so many pitches, so much mail, so much stuff. You need it handed to you with a bow on it mm -hmm. because you don't have time to make it all up yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's once you start building a relationship with someone, it becomes easier to like brainstorm mm -hmm. ideas and come up with creative together. But in the beginning, it's yes. a game changer. And I know for me, from my personal experience, I am so grateful to all of the experts and publicists and whatnot who would come to me with ideas and Absolutely. be like, we're happy to tweak this and change it if there's something that you want a little different. Mm -hmm. No problem. But like, this is where we're starting from. I always say there's a fine line between persistence and stalking. <laughs> You have, to, you have to toe that line, but seriously, like I, you know, when I was a producer, I was getting, you know, follow up from, and there was a, there was definitely people that you were like, please, you know, like every day, like every week, stop, like, you know, but then there were people who like w would wait a couple weeks and then follow yeah. up again, and the way it's all in the approach too. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry to bother you. I know you're slammed, but I was, you know. I, it might have gotten buried in your inbox, just wanted to, you know, re remind you, da da da. And I love that. And it would yeah. often take me, even still, as a blogger, I get pitched all the time from from brands and and people and. I never like I, my. We were pulling up my email today, and she was like, "Oh my God, what is happening there?" Like my inbox is a disaster. If someone and, would like to be Natalie's assistant or intern, I'm contact sorry. me. <laughs> we'll um, set you up. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a mess. So I love when someone is persistent and follows up again. It's like, "Hey, right. I'm so sorry." And oftentimes, it takes the second or third email for me to be like. Oh my gosh, yes, I'm so sorry. And it's just the time yep. that it popped up and I see it. Yep. And then we can go from there. So you have to be, you know, adamant and persistent and, and in there. Right. You know, and don't take no personally and no. don't take silence personally. A lot of times it's really just that people are too busy yes. and that's what it boils down to. But, you know, also don't be afraid instead of just following up all the time, maybe come up with a new idea mm -hmm. because Absolutely. maybe the idea wasn't right at that time, but the next idea that you have is going to be perfect, perfect timing. This is great. It's a go. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you, if you hear no, no problem. Maybe wait a couple months and check back and see if anything has changed. Yeah. I've been pitching the Today Show for four years. Like true story, four years, and I and I'm a contributor for them. Like you think I would have like an easy in, and I've been on their show and I've done some things, but I've been pitching like lifestyle segments or more weighty segments, and I'm still on it. I'm doing it every couple months, and I'm like, yeah. hi, it's me again. Remember me? Um, and it may never happen, but I fully believe it will happen. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, and so it just is like coming up with that perfect idea at the perfect time, and be, yeah. being on their radar and reminding them and yeah. showing them what I've done. You know, sending them a new clip. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean it's. We're all doing it. Totally. So aside, moving moving gears from that a little bit, I think what you have mastered better than most people I have seen in Instagram is creating a real community of people. So people who are real, are funny, are relatable, it's such a reflection on you and it's such a reflection on how vulnerable you let yourself be on stories and you know that you don't candy coat what's happening no. in your life and... I could probably do a little bit more candy coating. <laughs> I'm really too like, whoa, lady. <laughs> Didn't even know here about that oh, crash hey. going on right now. Oh no, but uh, but I want to share some of that insight with our viewers. So, how do you? What would you share, and what would you counsel people to do to start to build mm -hmm. an audience mm -hmm. in that footprint? Mm -hmm. And there, I think there's a line between being vulnerable and just sharing way too much. So, can yes. we talk a little bit about that too? Yeah. Um, first of all, my community is amazing. They are so awesome. You're right. They're like, they're funny. They're smart. They're hardworking. They're talented. They're supportive. Like I, they're just, I'm so lucky that 
I have them and I just could go on all day about them. But the way in which I went about it is that I was, like we talked about before, I was authentic. I put myself out there or whatever. I think it's also, you know, I think that you need to also be kind of clear about like how, what you're, again, stories is, is, is spontaneous, much more than the feed is or whatever, but you still need to be a little bit more, a little mindful of, of kind of what you're presenting, you know? So I definitely, I edit them and I not edit them in like a, trust me, there's no like Photoshopping or like that kind of thing, but I don't show everything. You do love that lash filter. I do. Oh my God. The Kylie Jenner lash filter, not the lips. I can't deal with the lips, but just the lashes is a like game changing. And I'm sorry. I will, I, I don't really support the Kardashians mostly any other way, but I will, I will use that filter. Um, I think, you know, I follow one blogger, Instagrammer, for instance, and she, I, you know, I love following her. She's fun. She's relatable. And I love mostly when she's on there as is and not all done up and, and, but she puts, you know, 20 frames of her children playing and I'm like, your kids are adorable. And that's one of the reasons I follow her, but like, I don't need to see, and it's not like they're saying a funny thing or they're having a meltdown that we can relate to, or there's a new toy that we want to know about. It's literally just them monotonously like playing in the background. And you're just like, you know, you don't need to see that. So in that sense, like I try to be, uh, I try to edit things. I try to not, uh, show a million slides of, of my kids doing nothing. I try to not, you know, do 10 million duck face selfies. I don't do those at all, but like, you know, no one needs, what are you, what is the takeaway from that? What are you guys getting from that? Like that I think I look cute today. Like I want something where you can really grasp onto, whether it's something that's funny that you'll get a laugh with, whether it's something that's a little bit more challenging or sentimental that you'll get a good cry with and know that you're not alone, whether it's a great find that, you know, that I have or whatever, or I'm here and you're getting a takeaway or a tip from something. I try to provide value. Entertainment and value. Yeah. Um, and so if it's not within that realm, yeah. I try not to post it. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, there'll still be a few things on there that's just like letting you see about my day or um, a pretty shot. But mostly I try to have it be something that's like worthwhile watching for one reason or another. Right. And otherwise edit it down. Yeah. Well, and I think that comes back to having been a content creator for a long time. So the thing that makes your stories engaging and so watchable, I mean, aside from you and your personality and all of that, is that you're telling a story quickly and succinctly yes. and you're hitting all the beats. And sometimes that's five little yep. Instagram story frames and sometimes it takes eight or ten. Mm -hmm. But you're not going on and on and on and on and it's not multiple frames of you doing nothing or you saying something that doesn't, it's not relevant to the right. storyline. Right. There's a middle, a beginning, Absolutely. I mean, a beginning, a middle, and yes. an end. Yeah. And I think that's important. And mm -hmm. I think it's something that's lost on a lot of yes. people on they social. Get on there I don't get on there if I don't have something to say. I can't stand the people that are like, so what else do I have for you? Or like, I don't really have anything to share today. I'm like, then why are you getting on? Like, why, you're wasting yeah. your time and mine. Yeah. Um, I get on when I tend to, I also tend, I think variety is key, for me at least. I like to see a little bit of everything. I don't want to see all your kids. I don't want to see all your makeup routine. I don't want to see, like, I want to see a little, you know, slice of life and a little bit of everything and I I tend to get on because I'm verbose and as you've probably seen I can talk 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 so I try not to do that every day because no. it would just be slide after slide of me talking and so I try to limit it to like once or twice per week and when I have some time and I feel that's the other thing because a lot of people message me and they're like I feel so awkward or I'm so nervous on it over then don't get on and do that like you know do it when you're feeling confident yeah do it when you're feeling like you have something to say yeah do it like when you would call your best friend or your mom and you would go like you know tell them something or whatever like do that be that person pretend that that's person try not do the more you do it the less nervous you'll get um but do it in those moments where you're feeling don't get on when you're like oh you yeah. know like um or when you have nothing to say so right. I 
limit it on those days where I have a, sh a story to share or something I want to say to you. Um, and I, they are pretty lengthy because that's not my strong suit. But then I won't talk the next day or two. Like, you know, I'll share you other things. So it's not always me just droning on. Right. Yeah. And I think that's smart. And it's, there is more strategy behind yeah. it than it appears just because yes. it's Instagram stories. Yes. And I think as a content creator, which is what you are, if you're trying to push yourself as a brand on Instagram, is that there needs to be some thought. Yeah. There needs to be some editing. Yeah. You know, there yeah. needs to be a moment where you're like, eh, this is a little too much. I've deleted but things, also, I have, I've filmed things and not shared things. Yeah. I also think a good tip is to, you know, while it is still raw and real, I will film it and then save it. So like one, I started doing that more to be present with my family. So I wasn't then like captioning it, link it, swipe up and all that. But also it works because it's like, you can tell more of a story that way. Yeah. So you can like figure out like, oh, maybe it doesn't fit in right before this, it fits in after this. Or maybe it fits in tomorrow or the next week when it's, you know, I have a post coming up or I want to talk about this product. Like it, you can be intentional with still being real and yeah. raw. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add or share with our viewers? Um, I was going to say one thing about the, with the DMs and going back and forth. Often I will reshare messages yeah. from people that have DM me. And I don't do that in a way to be like, ha ha ha, look how you know great or popular I am. I do it because they've said something that either will provide a laugh for someone else we're going through, or is a real like sentimental story. And I want, I don't want it to be just about me. I, the joke is, is like, it's called Next Next Adventure and I brand everything that because that's good for branding and then you know it. But really, I don't want to be famous or a celebrity. I don't like, I don't even like being the center of attention. I'm the kind of person who hangs out in the back of the party with a, you know, with a few friends and isn't like working the room necessarily unless I have to. Um, but I want it to be a real community. And the only bummer is, is that I can't share all that all the time. You know, I wish right. there was an app, maybe there will be in the future, where we could all come together. I know there's a Facebook group, but I'm just not a Facebook girl. Um, and my community is on Instagram. Right. But I would love for them to see everyone else, and because there's such amazing women in this space. So I often will share conversations that I've had with one on one so everyone can kind of be a part of it and feel like they're part of the community and they can be like, oh my God, that woman's so funny. Or like, oh my God, I feel for her. Yeah. You know, well, this is what I would write back to her. And I've shared their responses to one another. Yeah. Um, so I think that helps with building the community as well. Yeah. So they can see what, what's going on behind the scenes. And well, because then it's almost like you all are having a conversation yes. together instead of like a hundred one-on-one conversations yes. with you. And while it's not like the prettiest thing to look at, just like the you know thing, it's, it me it's meaningful and it, and yeah. it connects more than, than that pretty slide of a totally. you know, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, perfect. Thanks Thank for joining in, guys. I know. And can you well, tell see if there's any questions quickly or do we not have time? I mean, we have time. I just don't see any questions. <laughs> but we can look. Oh, just nice things. Margaritas. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yay. Well, if you have questions, send them to Padilla or send them to NNA Consulting. Yeah. Um, and we are happy to help you out. Yeah. We're your girls. And we're here to help. Yeah. Yes, we are. Um, or you just want to meet us and have margaritas. We can do that, too. We like that. That'd be we fun. Like that. Yeah. Um, and where can everyone find you? Because you guys need to follow Natalie. She's funny. She's amazing. Her family's great. Her her daughter is my spirit animal. Keep it animal. coming. Keep it coming. Yeah. I paid her to say all these things. She did. Yeah. Um, exactly. She's, she's, my, she's my hype <laughs> woman. Um, you can find me at Nat's Next Adventure. And you can also find me at NNA Consulting. And you can also find me, because I just like to, you know, have as many platforms as possible, at Momicdotes. So that's kind of what I've tried to do with Nat Stuck's Adventure, where, you know, we were having all these amazing conversations with mothers in particular, um, to have our own forum there, where it's not about me, it's about all moms. And we can, you know, see a funny quote or an inspirational quote, or I'll highlight and feature other moms and tell a little bit about their story, um, and we connect there in that space, too. So... Wherever you can find me, however you'd like to join, I'm happy to have you. And um, stop by, say hello, send me a DM, 
put something in the comments and let me know who you are, where you're from, your story, and I would love to connect with you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining of course, us. Thank you for having this was me. so insightful, so fun. I learned a lot, which I love. And yeah, guys, if you all have any questions or anything, please, you know, please let us know. Oh, wait, I lied. We have one. Hey, Katie. Hi. Hi. Hey. Um, all right. So when did you know you had made an impact through social media? That's a very good question, Gina. Um, I think it really started with people finding an article that I wrote six years ago and like it still having legs and them coming to me. So when I wrote about my nursing struggles and then a few years later I wrote about my miscarriage and that still is kind of getting, and I'm getting comments from people. And so I was starting to get these messages of people saying how much it meant to them, how yeah. much my words, you know, found them at a time where they needed them the most and sharing their heartfelt stories with me, heartbreaking stories with me. Um, and that continue to catch on and grow. Yeah. Um, and then I would share, you know, I'd ask, I always ask if I can share. So I'd ask if they can share and then I would white out their photo and their name and anything that would pertain to their particular story. Um, but I would share these if they were allowed me to with my community. So I'd post it on stories and they would, you know, that would inevitably then bring out yeah. 20, 30, 40 more women out of the woodwork being like comfortable to share their story through a DM and like yeah. have that voice if they're not comfortable to really talk about it out there. And I noticed that was a when I was really like connecting on a real level with real experiences in life. Um, and that's kind of where I saw that. And then again, now with my daughter's anxiety, also I'm getting a ton of people yeah. coming to me for that. So that's when I noticed I was really making an impact and it, it felt amazing because it wasn't about, you know, again, no knock, I do this too, but it wasn't about my earrings or like my sunglasses. It was about right. something that like truly matters. And I was giving women a voice, um, and I was helping them and during a tough season in their life. Well, and I think helping to remove a little bit of the stigma around it, because I think the silence is mm -hmm. such a thing for females. We do not talk about a no, lot of this stuff. We don't. And I feel like it needs to change. Yes, it and does. I think it's great to have a place where you feel connected to someone and you feel like you have a safe place to say, wow, this really moved me or I remember that happening to me and I felt however mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's it's good to have that. We see especially as women, we see weakness we see we see that as a weakness. We right. see you know sharing our our failures or our vulnerability mm -hmm. or shortcomings as a weakness when really it's a strength. Yeah. And the, the, as soon as you say it, you get so much back. Yeah. You know, so many women that have been through similar things and that are willing to help you and support you. And yeah. the amount of advice I've been given, the amount of like, you know, articles and books and like, you know, other accounts that like people have, yeah. that has been so helpful to me. Um, so it's really just about like sharing the wealth and being vulnerable and sharing your story. Yeah. Well, all right. That's going to be it for today. We're wrapping up here. So thank you so much. This was super fun. And thanks, you guys, for tuning in. And I'll see you next Wednesday at 1230.